Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to a brand new year, a brand new season, but uh, nothing really new with Task and I. It's the Cryptomaniacs podcast on the glorious high blockchain. We're streaming for your viewing uh, pleasure. I'm using pleasure and bunny ear quotes here on Vim, back on Vim. Uh, we're also on YouTube and uh, Twitter, the, twi- the Twitter sphere, uh, crypto Twitter task. Are you part of crypto Twitter? Fuck no. <laughs> so so you mean to tell me you're actually using Web3 instead of talking about it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm using Web3. I'm building Web3 databases. and I'm not supporting Elon. Not his Twitter X venture. I support him in his Tesla venture, but I got stuck in The other shit I don't Definitely. care about. I mean, it's not that I don't care, but it's like, I mean, if 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 Twitter gets a billion users or Twitter goes down to a hundred million users, it, it doesn't affect me in the least. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like we were mentioning, this is this is the beginning of season four, man. All, this is going to be four years. Three years. The fourth year. Was that three? It's three years in March, but three years in March, but yeah, John going his math skills, but yes, we 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 kind of to explain it. And I'll explain it because it's fresh since it was just explained to me. So here's John Goes Mad. Thank you. We had season one, which started in March of 2021. And season two, for whatever reason, kicked off in January 2022. Season three kicked off in January 2023. And season four is kicking off in January 2024. This is John Go Math. So we are not yet to the three-year point, but we are in season four. So just think of this as Netflix season one was just condensed episodes. The teaser. And then we expanded the line. Yeah, it was the teaser. Well, and and as we were talking before the show, the first four, six, eight weeks, something like that, we only did one show a week. So there are a lot less episodes in season one than season two and season three. So, Mm. yeah. How was your no, new It was okay. I mean, I got a lot done. I was building databases and the fireworks were going off. So obviously the idea of going to sleep anytime reasonable was off the charts because, you know, jackass is the next block over figured at one thirty in the morning is a good time to keep setting off fireworks. Mm. We had, um, uh, we live about probably two miles from town. And uh, they had a little, uh, they had a little shindig. I guess they were firing off the fireworks. It, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't midnight or anything. But fun fact: when you live in the country, what happens when fireworks goes off is it wakes up all the coyotes. So all the coyotes were howling till four in the morning. And of course, my dog's losing her mind because she's hearing the coyotes howling. We got dogs barking everywhere. It was great. It was fantastic. It was definitely a memorable 
Yeah, but at least you got your Ethernet connection from Elon. I do. I, I, I spent my 35 bucks to get my... I'm hardwired now, so technically this should be better. Hardwired into, into direct... I don't even go to the modem, man. I go right to the satellite. We are beaming into space right now. Elon and me are one with uh, with with Starlink. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, thirty five bucks, and I get to get hardwired. I mean, you'd think that they would have put an Ethernet cable into the modem that they ship, but they don't because they want it to be wireless. The modem that they ship is awful. So I actually have a modem and a router that I'm I, I hooked up, and now my house actually has proper um, wireless because the one that Elon ships is awful. Anyways, I'm not going to get into my rants about Starlink. You know, the fact that people can get the hardware now that I paid up almost a thousand dollars for, they can get it for three ninety nine. I'm not bitter at all. Well, don't you understand technology? The price I know early adopters pay the most, and then the rest of the world gets on. And they get shitty service too, and then the service improves and the prices come down. And I love it. That's how you get mainstream adoption. It's the best. Except for Apple, yeah. they still charge six hundred and fifty bucks for their fucking phones. But it's Apple. Oh yeah, dude. It's funny when when they do the odd like Black Friday deal. It's literally like twenty five dollars off, and people lose their mind. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyways, we we won't get into. I, why do I pick all these companies? I'm so like I'm not even loyal to them. It's just the the products I use constantly, and I get no benefit at all from any of them. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, what do you think it's going to be a much better experience going to Google or going to, no. yeah, you know, right. Samsung or uh, going to your local cable operator? I mean, I can tell you right now, uh, Spectrum, which is Tom Warner, they pretty much I mean, they're not bad, but, you know, for yeah. the money you pay, the service kind of sucks. And, you know, it's like car insurance. It's like any anybody who defends their car insurance company. It's like, why? They're all scumbags. I mean, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm loyal to this company. No, they're all they're all crooks. Anyways. Yeah, they're the insurance company. They're they're going to fight you on every claim, and they keep jacking your rates. That's where your loyalty yeah. gets you. That's great. Oh. I love it. Um, so before we get into everyone's questions, I have I have a little bit of a uh, uh, you know, not a rant. It's more of a of a of a way to go, John go. I, I like you know I I take my my post down I write down my ideas for what I'm going to blog about what I'm going to write about what I'm what I'm going to do even more so now uh, you know working with Leo here uh, on a part time basis I I have plans for what I want to do each and every week so I planned this blog post last night dude it's like it was like the 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 best work I think I've ever done in the past like year I was so proud of it I was so happy. Thank goodness, and this is what I wanted to start the show off with, the announcement of the Evergreen Rewards uh, is going to go forward because I I hope and I pray and I'm looking forward to seeing how this blog post done, written on in Leo, in a year from now, two years from now. Will it draw the attention I think it's going to down the road? And, uh, you know, we saw the announcement this opens a whole new world, man. Like the long form content, the evergreen rewards on the what post. announcement are you referring to? The evergreen in general, or yeah, there... evergreen in general. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. evergreen in general. So, like to me, this is what's really excited about 2024. Starting this year off with this post that I'm uber proud about. Like it was, I was so I even did little graphics for it and everything. Like I put some work into this task. Like I felt like you there, like actually putting in the work, not just that, I'm going to type some things. 
crazy, man. Like I, I'm, I'm so excited because I'm not looking seven day rewards are great, but what's it going to be like in a year from now with this thoughts on ever? Well, well, yeah, I mean, this is what people want, need to understand. The hot database is really pretty much shit. And, and the reason why it's pretty much shit is, and I've gone through this. I don't know if I've gone through it in the air. I've done videos about it. I've, I've, I've written about it. But you're right. When people think about seven days, it, it's it's a much different mindset. And when you're dealing with information, there's really two types of, of information. The first is time sensitive, which could have value in the moment. And, and I, you know, the news, uh, the, a sports score. That, that's time sensitive information. You know, the score of the Buffalo Bills game you know, from two years ago, let alone Sunday, probably doesn't mean very much right now. Now, the score of the Buffalo Bills game 10 minutes after the game ended, that had some meaning. So, you know, and it's like the news and it's like these, these, you know, you look at a database for a, a news company, their database is garbage because it's like, who really cares what the hell they said leading up to the 2020 election? Who cares? It, it's irrelevant at this point. So, but you need that data, you need that information because people want that time sensitive information. So, right. you know, the fact that Bitcoin went up a thousand dollars in the last hour, or the fact that the spot ETF went live, or the fact that Joe Biden fell, or the fact that Donald Trump said something stupid, you know, that's important in the moment. But, you know, the ETF going live when that's announced and when it happens, three days later, it's like, doesn't mean anything. So, that's number one. Number two, and this was my concept with Leo Glossary, is you need that, uh, we'll use the term stickiness. You need the information that's sticky. And, and this is actually, believe it or not, with threads, even though they're not eligible for, for Evergreen as of yet. But the idea behind music on Leo, because music, even if you heard a song, song a thousand times and the thing's 45 years old, you'll still listen to it a thousand and one, a thousand and first time. I mean, you won't stop listening to it. Right. Movies, okay, you may not sit and watch a movie 80 times, but then again, I mean, draft day, you watch draft day every single year, even though that movie is 10 years old, and you've seen it probably who knows how many times, at least nine times, maybe even more. That has stickiness. And that's why when you look at a, a, a movie studio or you look at a broadcast network with their television shows the office sons of anarchy um uh, game of thrones these things have incredible value in the marketplace because i love lucy they're they're stuff that people return to and watch over and over again and so when you're starting to talk about a post when you're starting to talk about information i don't give a shit how good that blog post is john Go. That blog post is always going to require, that article is always going to require new people. It, it's like Kevin Kelly's, some, some of his that get incredible uh, viewership. The problem is, is most of us are not going to go back and read a 2010 Kevin Kelly article for the fifth time. You read it once, maybe if it's long and in-depth and has some things, you'll go back a second or third time. But you're not going to keep going back over and over. So he has to keep generating more new traffic on this older stuff, which search engines and crap like that help with. But, you know, how many times have you gone to the same Wikipedia page because 
or, or a Vestapedia page or the same, you look up the same term in the dictionary because you forget because you, 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 you know, and that's really where we need to focus in my opinion is that stuff that has stickiness, but also has the repeatability where people keep coming back over and over and over again. And, you know, you may listen to the same song, John go, if you really like the song once every couple of weeks, right. once a month. So you'll listen to that song, let's say 12 times throughout a year. You're not going to go and read an article 12 times throughout the year. You're not going to probably go watch a movie 12 times throughout a year. So there's degrees to what we will go to. And to me, that's the key is you want to get as much of that stuff that gets that repeat traffic, especially repeat traffic from the individuals. And this is what Spotify's figured out. This is what YouTube's figured out. This is what, to a degree, um, you know, Netflix has figured out. Uh, you know, how many times have some people seen their favorite episodes of The Office? I, I mean, people mm -hmm. watch it or, or break in bad. Uh, people go watch that. I, I mean, I, I was a big uh, Blacklist fan. I've probably seen the first season of Blacklist 15 times. Um, you know, it, it's just these are things when ah, there's nothing on. I'll go watch the pilot for, you know, MASH or I'll go watch the pilot for, you know, The Office or whatever. And, and you do that. Um, you know, the draft days, uh, Alien, if Alien's on, you, you'll watch that. It's a Wonderful Life. How many times have we all seen that in our lives uh, or pieces of it? It, it? It's just this is the difference between, you know, what we focus on with Hive, not only uh, our I want to get the rewards over the next seven days, but most of the content. You look at most of, of the content under the Taskmaster accounts, it's it it has no value. I mean, even if it was something with a little bit of stickiness, it's like eh, things change. It's like, you know, I can talk about Hive all I want in 2020. And it may mm -hmm. be applicable. It may be some decent Web3 stuff. But even if it's Web3 stuff, that's changed. So anything I wrote about, if I wrote about DeFi in 2020 is out the window, that's pretty much worthless, you know. Uh, so this is where we really have to focus our attention is keep working up that scale. And you're right. The first step is get out of the seven day mindset of how much I'm going to get with rewards and how much will this generate over the next year, two years, five years, 10 years. But then thinking about that, saying, OK, and this is why when I, I liked tokenized cocktails, Bradley Arrow with his Newfoundland stuff, you start writing that that type of stuff, it's just as applicable five years from now as today, mm. you know, and, and statistics, you know, Wayne Gretzky's stats, how long has the guy been retired? But his stats are just applicable today is, you know, three days after he retired, if you mm. care about hockey and you mm. care about that type of stuff. Hockey. Uh Oh, I agree, man. Um, I, I, you know, just just what you said is right. I mean, the the things that you keep going back to, uh, it's rarely articles. You know, yeah. Um, it it is it is the the book reviews. It's the music you like. It's the recipes. It's you know, it's the thing. It's the things that you you that are sticky, like you said. Recipes, so that's hotels, a big nugget for content creators. Make your geography. stuff as sticky as possible. Um, do you want to dive, dive into I mean, people's we questions? Go, we can go on and on. Yeah. yeah. Shall we? Shall we? Uh, shall we dive in? We had a a, a a very nice turnout 
from the uh, the good folks on in Leo, and of course I, I think can't they like I think they like this time a little better. It helps. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a good time. This is a good time, and and God willing, I stick on this time. My my mission in 2024 is to make a living off this stuff, man. So because the trucking expeditions didn't go very well last year. But we're on to 2024. Let's get into the question. So Task is there letting us know that uh, uh, we want to get the Threadcast going, and it's the first show of 2024. A new era in Cryptomaniacs. Yeah, brand new. We have so many new things we're going to talk about. No, we're not, folks. Let's be (laughs) It's going to be Hive, Leo, Web3, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Revolutionary. Yeah, the, the the only change is, you know, how frequent are the rants? Are they getting further spaced out, closer right. together? Yes. That, that's about the only only uncertainty. uncertainty. Did, do, do, do you like my wife's decoration? Have you noticed the backdrop? It's it's a fake plant now? No? For everyone listening on the, 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 the podcast format, there's uh, uh, no longer a whiteboard behind me. It's now uh, a dog barking. And... Uh, fake plants so there's that tokenized wants to know what's the plans for the show in 2024 anything new (laughs) next 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 question when is the next town hall meeting taking place i i responded that i don't know john go is the one who tells me where i gotta be and when so i i don't know have they announced it i haven't I no, we're, we were planning on doing it this week, but I think everyone is kind of uh, in still in holiday mode. So I, I would assume uh, I'll, we'll get with Nifty and Eric this week, but it'll probably be next week. I'm I'm assuming, but we'll let everyone know uh, when when we plan to stir it up again with town hall <laughs> town hall streams. Uh, Ed tokenized. Here we go. Now we're getting into some juicy stuff. He wants to know because this is, it's kind of a, a Boomer Tunes, Lisa, and tokenized. To- Boomer Tunes wanted to know what is this VSC everyone is talking about and then tokenized wants to know, are we planning on running a VSC node? We already are. We got, uh, we're on the test net. We be in town hall. I mean, it, yep. it's, there's already, I mean, we we already paid for it. Uh, uh I say paid for it. We it's a monthly subscription, a monthly fee, but uh mm-hmm. Nifty's already programmed it. It it's, yes. it's good to go. Uh you know, I don't know if the test net's actually in operation yet, but we we have a note, so we're yep. we're covered. And VSC, uh we could do three three episodes on that. Uh uh Ms. Boomer Tunes, but uh the uh the big thing is it's a side chain that's going to bring uh the first thing. Bitcoin swapping, you know, uh, Bitcoin uh, wrapped to the Hive ecosystem. So you'll be able to move your Hive to Bitcoin and your Bitcoin to Hive. Uh, it's a wrapped version, but then you can go back to to then transferring your Hive over, or your, excuse me, your Bitcoin over Lightning or over uh, Mainnet, whatever you want to do. And, you know, the, it's a smart contract platform. It's, it's, it's going to bring Hive to the level, in at least in development capability as to what the EVMs offer with smart contracts and the ability to set up exchanges and, you know, all different types of things like that. Yeah. And that's, it's interesting that we're talking about VSC because Lisa actually follows that up was, is there any way to convert fiat into hive without going through Coinbase to get LTC and then depositing 
to swap LTC and then selling. Oh, it I, I misread. I, I she talked about block trades, and I, I, I thought it was. And I mentioned the the swapping uh, site that we talked about last week. But no, you can't go from fiat through that because that's just like block trades where you have to send crypto in to get crypto out. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where Lisa is, but, uh, you know, basically in the United States and in Canada, too, you have. And I think it's almost everywhere to get into from fiat to crypto. You have to go through a centralized exchange. No, no, yeah. nobody else is authorized to handle the fiat. Well, no, even 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 with block trades, like when I used to, dump, I would have to go to Coinbase, yeah, you know, link my bank account and say I want to buy a hundred bucks worth of Litecoin, and then send the Litecoin to yeah. block trades, and block trades would do the the flipping. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, yeah. again, it, because block trades was crypto in, crypto out. You know, they yeah. didn't handle fiat. Yeah, there's no fiat. nobody does. You got to be. You got to have a money money transferal license or whatever they call. Well, it. trans inside of Peak D, they got Transact, right? I mean, you can. I think you can. I think you can buy Hive with your credit card there. I think. I'm not totally sure. Can you? Uh, that may be the case, but you know, I wouldn't know how that works. But I've never yeah. used it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I mean, this is another thing. You know. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I do enjoy the kind of little ecosystem that we got here because for me, now I'm not getting money into crypto. I'm in crypto, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if, if I need to get in and out of crypto, it's usually I'm getting out uh, of crypto, sending it to the bank account, paying bills with, with, with you know, stuff that I flip for LTC or whatnot. But I'm in crypto, so I'm not trying to get more fiat into crypto. Uh, but that took six years, right? And and but when I got started, that's how I used to do it. I used to go to Coinbase, buy my Litecoin, send it to Block Trades, it flip it for Hive, and then I was in the ecosystem. And then I could do it whatever. Once it's in yeah. Hive, it's a beautiful world, right? And, <laughs> and what VSC will do is you can go to Coinbase, buy Bitcoin, send it to uh, send it to VSC, and flip the bitcoin for high and then you know you can do whatever you want once you get the high so and the reverse is also true you can take your hive and then get your btc and then go wherever you want so these are important steps in 2024 for us to have our tentacles bridged to the outer world hmm. yep um oh you didn't stick the embed code in the uh in the thread cast did you yeah i did hit refresh i, I don't know did it i did it did it, did it work uh, just because uh brando wants to know if there's a link for the show and you can't put links in threads right now so why can't you i don't know i tried to do it and it said i can't i wasn't allowed just put the link know. in there you're not in a top line thread uh, yeah, it's not showing up, but I, I did it. Well, I'm getting a refresh. I, I did put the link in there. I, I, I did. Let me double check. I put the, I put it in though. Yeah. Well, we'll blame Canada. Yeah. See, I just, it said it's a top link. And so I just, I responded to him, but it didn't show up. It like muted it. It's weird. Yeah. Anyways, figure it out. Uh, uh, when porn, when porn glossary. That's task. Uh, task. This is a family show. This, this is a family show. Like, uh, Let me try this again. I I put. 
Did I grab the wrong thing? Well, you know. Yeah, it's okay. We're having fun. We're having fun. It's first show of the year, guys. Got to have some fun to start up the year. All right. All right. I- I got the embed code. The embed code's in there. Maybe, maybe I just fucked up and grabbed the link. Still That's okay. It. So give it a few minutes to try to refresh and catch up. And- yeah. Beautiful. Um, Esme Smith wants to know, uh, please do cover the process of running a Hive witness node. If you have any technical strong person in touch, even mentioning that person on Hive would also help. Uh, everything goes through Nifty. Uh, Task and I are complete buffoons when it comes to the technical side of things. Um, last week we had Eliana on the show. Me and Eliana, basic there she is. Speak of the speak of the devil. Uh, she's here, and uh, we've tapped out. We're we're sick of the Hive Engine issues. Hive Engine is nothing but uh, a painful, let's say, and um, we've <laughs> tapped out. We've tapped yeah, out. Cal found that out. Did you see his thread? Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's great. It's wonderful. It's 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 amazing. And as they a witness, to, he, I guess the solution is they have to set up a Hive Engine node to send out the, the payouts because yeah. they're being throttled on Hive Engine too. Yeah, it's it's insanity. It's absolute insanity. It's it's we decided to tap out. Um, we're powering everything down, obviously for 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 Worker B and stuff like that. We've had enough. I mean, it's just, it's VSC, please come quickly. Uh, and um, yeah. Uh, so Esme Smith, the person to talk to when it comes to hive nodes. I, well, we would say nifty because Nifty's awesome. And well, nifty nifty man, man, you photos runs his for, um, for uh, the hive Cuba. Um, yep. Simple game. I don't think he runs a node, but I guarantee you, simple game You'll probably know. yep. knows about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there's a few people running around who do know the technical stuff. Uh, Eddie Spino probably can put you uh, in yep. touch with whoever runs it for what? What's theirs? Aliento, I think, is their their node, their witness server. So there's a bunch around. McFarhat runs Actifit. You know, he's yeah um just quick here i just saw one alpha said three three hours and 37 minutes before proof of keys starts will you cover this for your audience um i'm completely well, I mean, it's, i'm an idiot well proof of keys is moving your bitcoin primarily your bitcoin but i guess it applies to every token uh off the exchange to see that if they have enough oh, I like but it. you know in I my like opinion it. In my opinion, you're a horse's ass for keeping anything more than a nominal amount of any crypto on, you know, an exchange, mm. a centralized exchange. Because Good point. There you, you go. Know, why would you I do like that? It. That's introducing counterparty risk. But uh, I, I like it. Let's make them a little uncomfortable, guys. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen. <laughs> I crypto is so fun to me. I such a it's such a smorgasbord of drama and like you know fud and FOMO and rinse and repeat. Uh, like people were like yesterday. Well, yesterday is like oh Bitcoin's up to forty five thousand again. I'm just like do people do people really like they they literally task they sit around and they look at the price of this stuff all the time. Like yeah. this is this is what and and, and and see it's like step back and say, like it's like oh it's up to forty five thousand. It's wonderful. It's like. You do realize it, it's still down 21,000 from its peak. 
that, that's still down like 33%, you morons. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, are you selling? What has changed? What has well, changed with Bitcoin? Who, who gives a shit? Are you selling? You. No, then shut the hell up. Who cares if it's 40000 or 60000 If you're not selling or if you're not buying, who cares? What's the difference in the price? Buy it's the like, dip, people Buy ask the me dip. the price of Tesla. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Well, why not? You talk about it every day. I don't look at the price. I'm not selling it. I can't sell it. It's in a retirement account. I'm not accessing it for another, you know, at least six years till I can touch the damn thing without penalty. So what yeah. do I care? You know, yeah. if it's a hundred bucks, 400 bucks, I'm not selling. So, you know, it's like, what's the price of hive? Who cares? I'm not selling. Yeah. I mean, if you are one who's selling, then you're concerned what the price is. Or if you're one who's buying you know, then you you are concerned about the price. Well, what's the price of Leo? I don't give a shit. Jungle really doesn't give a shit. He buys everything, no matter what the price is. So, what's the difference? He buys, you know, a hundred each day. A hundred a day. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's this is the problem that you have the 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 green candle people, and it's like this green is why the <laughs> this is why the. Yeah, simple game like that. He said, can I take that? I'm like, it's on a block. He goes, I'm going to steal that. I'm like, it's on a blockchain. You can't steal. It's public information. Um, but it, it's like that's a cancer in this industry. And I've said all along, if the Internet was on a mark-to-market basis when they were developing it, you know, yeah. and every time, like, the price went down, like, two ticks, you know, the people code, it's like, oh, this is broken, this project you know, this TCP IP is going to be nothing. Look at the price. It's just moronic. Just build. It's like, okay, if you're a trader and you're playing your charts, fine, sure. do that. If That's you're selling you and you're like, okay, this ABC coin has had a huge run. I'm going to take some profit. Fine. You know, money management, all good stuff. Risk management, good stuff. But if you're a buy and hodl, who cares? Dude, you know what's so funny? We're talking about this, and I remember I, I this is what. So when I first joined the blockchain, December 2017, I'm I'm scanning what's being talked about, and every post back then was crypto. Like every single thing was crypto, this crypto that. So me being a complete idiot trying to fit in with the cool kids, I started blogging about crypto. Now I have about as much knowledge about crypto as as a toad. Task. My content creation on what you should do with your portfolios lasted about three blog posts. Then I was like, forget it. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And what's the problem with the green candle people is everyone all of a sudden is an expert trader because they read a blog post or they saw someone yeah. tweet about something, you know? And we saw that in bull runs all the time. There was the, the, the YouTube idiots that were with the whiteboard going, oh, you should buy this. Why should you buy it? Oh, because it went to the moon. It's like, if like, shut up, just stop, 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 stop. That, this, this, the jungle, this, this is why, you know, trading 95% of people try trading, blow up their accounts. There are a few who can bank and make a lot of money Absolutely. who are very good. Very, Absolutely. very few people. And those few people, it's not even their trading skills. It's just their discipline that when it says buy, they buy. When their indicators say sell, they sell. And they don't talk themselves and try to outthink the market. That's probably the primary reason for their success. But, you know, the rest of us, it's like we're going to nuke our accounts. 
because we we think we're so smart. And of course, the more the bulls happen, the smarter we think we are because everybody's making money. And it's like till things reverse. And it's like, oh, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. Yeah, buy the dip may work for, for seven out of seven times, but that eight time you get that from 66 to 15,000 drop and it's like, oops. So, you know, it, it's like, but again, build, build, build and understand what the hell it means to build a business, not build a brand, not to sit there trading, not to be a content creator, build a freaking business. And and that's really what we started the show with is, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? What, what are you putting into this database that has any value whatsoever over the long term? You know, it's fun. Uh, keep it on with the, the comments. We, we kind of got sidetracked on a rant. See, folks, 2024 starting off with a few rants. A laughable rant, though, so it's always good. Uh, do you think we should have an account on Hive that would just do the swaps? Like, say, I sent one HBD to swap account in a memo and asked them to swap, say, BTC with an address. Do you think we have developers that could build the tools such as that? Yeah, they could um, do that, but why would you have a honeypot like that? You don't want one of anything. Right. I mean, that's that goes against the entire premise of decentralization and resiliency. It's one. I mean, hell, look at the proposal. It wasn't really a proposal, but the the uh, what would you call it, Jungo? The the idea that uh, uh, Voltec brought to the core development team and saying, you know, let's move the multi-sig from 40 up to, you know, 2000. Why? Yeah. 40 should be enough. No, we want decentralization. You don't want billions of dollars in just a handful of accounts. Hmm. Uh, you know, so no, That's you the, want yeah, thousands of accounts yeah. offering that swap service if you can. Yeah. Uh, Captain Tass, please do talk about the Amazon and upcoming risks due to that company too. I would love to listen to you too on that topic. Well, I, I don't know if there's really a, a risk per se. Uh, and I've, I've, I'm presuming that this is relating to my article this morning, not really talking about the, the price and, and the future stock price outlook or, or earnings outlook, because I don't follow it close enough to have any idea about that. But it basically what, what I said is Web3 needs to take the Amazon model. And, and Amazon is has so many entities that it's purchased and, and owned and is integrating and leveraging. And so I don't know if it's exactly a risk other than the fact that it's one of the networks. Uh, you know, there's maybe a dozen networks that control the entire Internet. You got the Facebook family, you got Twitter, you got PayPal, you got Amazon, you have, uh, you know, a handful of others, the Chinese counterparts, obviously. And, and so what you have is you have a situation where you get into the Amazon ecosystem. If you are a, an Amazon person and you, and you like the services, you, you like it, what they do is they keep giving you more and more and more. And they, they usually do it under the prime subscription. So when you start looking and you say, OK, Amazon bought MGM. I don't know if most people realize that. I didn't realize it until I started researching it. That deal went down in 2021. I mean, it took time for the approval and they may still be waiting on parts of it, but it's pretty much done. They own MGM Studios, one of the largest and oldest movie studios in, in, in the world. They own IMDb. They own, um, uh, there's another site, uh, a box office mojo. 
They own uh, Amazon Studios. They own uh, Amazon Prime Video. Now, just in the entertainment multimedia world, they, they own, I think it's Goodreads or it's one of those other ones. They have a podcast uh, application they own. They have uh, all kinds of things that they own in, in this, you know, entertainment media realm, just as an example. You know, then you go on to Amazon Web Services and there's, you know, a crap load of companies there that do uh, a crap load of stuff that, um, you know, most of us who aren't technical wouldn't understand. But that's catering to the, the corporate entities and their, their customers there. So what you have is you have a situation where much like Apple, uh, much like uh, Facebook, you know, we see it with these large language models, Google. You know, they're starting to take over more and more and more. And Amazon's just another player. They're getting, you know, NFL contracts. They're getting Major League Baseball contracts. And, and these entities, Amazon at least as an entity, now is competing against, um, you know, ESPN, against TNT, uh, against the broadcast networks. They're also competing against Time Warner and, and whatnot's out there. So, what we have is we have a situation where we have to decentralize this stuff. And, and this is the point of Leo Glossary. This is the point of Rotten Tomatoes or IMDB on the blockchain. This is the point of music on Leo. This is the point of, you know, cocktails on Leo. This is the point of recipes on Leo. You know, get some of this stuff away from them, even if it's in a, a, a very rudimentary form. At least that data is out of the hands of, of Amazon. It can be used by anybody. And, and we're starting to break that stranglehold a little bit. Um, and that's really what, you know, it's not just Amazon. Amazon just seems to be very good at it uh, and go into a variety of areas that I think Web3 is talking about going into, as opposed to Google, who's also equally as effective uh, at spreading out their tentacles. But Google, I, from what I've seen, they're not really bidding on sports contracts. They're not really doing movies or television shows. They don't have a movie studio that I know of. So they deal in a different arena. They're certainly into cloud. They're certainly into AI. They're certainly into like language models and machine learning models and deep mind and all this other stuff. And, and this is where I think we have to draw a line in the sand in saying is Web3, as Hive, as individuals who believe in the tenets and values uh, associated with Web3, I'm going to start doing, and this goes back to with what we started, Jungo. I'm going to start putting up data. I'm going to start putting stuff up that breaks this stranglehold. And, you know, it's not about, oh, we need better quality content. No, bullshit. Bullshit. You know, you can write the best articles in the world. Who cares? If we're, if we're using Web2 for our news, if we're using Web2 for our historic information, if we're using Web2 for our stock feeds or our crypto feeds, if we're using Web2 for all this data, if you have to go to Web2 to find Wayne Gretzky's stats, this is a problem. You know, Wikipedia is a problem. You know, uh, IMDB is a problem. How do you know these reviews are not manipulated? Uh, you know, that's the issue. If you have to go and depend on YouTube for your social video, that's a problem. If you have to depend on Elon and X for the news, that's a problem. These are problems that, you know, find a problem and solve it. 
These are, I just li listed 10 different problems and they could all be solved with Hive and you don't need any technical expertise. That is up to the users to start posting stuff like that and capture that type of stuff. And hopefully, you know, Leo AI and maybe some of the AI that Peak D is working on. And, you know, obviously we know there's a hindrance with search, but don't wait for search to start getting the data. They'll find it sooner or later, just put it up there, tag it. And, you know, as the search mechanisms get better, then, you know, things will improve. But in the meantime, just start linking. You know, I use Lincoln for Leo Glossary, use tags on Leo uh, in Leo. You know, start doing that stuff because, you know, tags are always searchable. Mm -hmm. And that's really where it starts. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm an island uh, to myself on this. I don't hear anybody else talking about it. But to me, the idea that we are going to create Web3 by depending on Web2 data is just preposterous to me. It, it's mm -hmm. like... Did Web2 depend on broadcast media for their data? No. Well, we need to get Web2 users over. Did Web2 go and get broadcast influencers and have them come over, or did they develop their own? They developed their own. So, you know, I just, I think the thinking's all backwards. And, you know, unfortunately, in my opinion, I got six years of uh, results to back me up. What, what All that other shit ain't working. So that's why I say the high database is shit. We need to fill with pertinent stuff, not only that time sensitive stuff, but also that stickiness stuff, whatever that might be. Even if that's just listing the capital of New York is Albany. So that gets fed into, uh, you know, at some point gets fed into Leo uh, AI or whatever AI we end up seeing. Albany, fun place. Uh Following up kind of sort of on this, John Tim says, will threads ever get evergreen or is that unfeasible for some technical reasons like going through the billions of threads and checking for views is impractical versus fewer blogs? No, no. I mean, to think about that, John, with uh, with com compute, it's billions is not a problem. Um, it, it, Cal has Cal mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the AMAs uh, that, you know, they may add it at some point. Uh, and I think it's a good thing. And this comes back again to my music on Leo premise. If you do a lot of threads, what 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 views are you going to get? You might get five, ten views. If we get a lot of people, you get a lot of views. But again, if you put a video, okay, maybe that gets some views. But start thinking about this now. What is the stickiness of your thread? What labeling or tagging are you using in your thread? That when this does come, because the time to start this is not when, hey, we got evergreen on threads. No, the right. time to start it is now. I don't know when it'll happen. I don't know if it'll happen. But take your thread and add value to it, whatever that is, so that maybe when that does show up, you could have a thread that could get 150 views. I, there's no technical reason why it can't happen. Uh, technology's there. I think it's really a situation where Cal probably thought about this and he says there's no point in evergreen on threads because he was thinking the same thing as Django was talking about when he started the show. Let's look at the Kevin Kelly articles that get a million views over the course of 20 years. But I think he changed his mind probably when Elon started with the the paying of threads or paying of 
tweets or X's or whatever the hell they call them. Um, I think that's where he said, well, why don't we, I mean, we have thread counters. I mean, there's a counter on the thread. So I think that's when he probably started changing his thinking. And mm. this is where I said with music on Leo and some of these other things, it's like do something to make a thread that has value over time that people go to. And a song again is something that pe people go to a, a motivational video. I, I, I did a, a I did, John Go. I've done a couple different things as a, a, a test run. I got probably 20 Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson from the Tonight Show clips, YouTube clips embedded on a page. And so there are 20 uh, um, threads with Johnny Carson clips. You know, Johnny Carson's been dead for, you know, 15, 18 years or something. He's been off the air for 30. But these clips are still hilarious and, and people watch them. And I did a whole bunch of uh, motivational things, you know, um, some of the, the the motivational YouTube videos you, you get out there. These are things that people go back to time and time again. Uh, so my suggestion is, no, not every thread do you do this. Do you do, you do your good morning threads? Do you joke around? Do you uh, do stuff like that? Uh, I mean, the, uh, jokes on, on Leo, they're something, you know. Put a joke up, use the tag jokes on Leo. Maybe that gets uh, uh, some traction down the road. And all of a sudden people are looking for jokes or pass, pass around jokes. And, and we have that content here. Um, right. You know, it, it's something simple. It doesn't have to be every thread you do. But, you know, once in a while, put up something that you sit there and say, hey, this this is important. This is pertinent information that could have some stickiness. And also post the latest news. Post what happened in the in the Ranger game, or post what happened at the Super Bowl, or post your politics, or you know what the weather's like, or whatever. That's important stuff. You know the the such and such leader at Hamas was blown to bits this morning. Post that. Post the headline. Get that stuff on there. Uh, John Tibbs, am I the only one who thinks that the threshold of replies for when a premium user's thread cache shows up on the top should be lowered? Showing up top helps attract engagement in the early going, which should be the goal for in Leo. Help engagement. Uh, what is it, 15 now? Is it yeah, now? no, I, mm -hmm. I disagree with that because what's going to end up happening is you're going to get get a bunch of people ultimately who start being bozos and just putting up, you know, any uh, anything they want just so they get their thread up there and crap like that and you know, they'll throw up a thread cast, they'll use the thread cast, and then they'll put their, a link to their blog on underneath or something stupid like that. So, you know, it, it's good to have a minimal threshold, um, I think. And, and, you know, it's also, if you have a thread cast, that's where you build your following and and, and you, you let people know. Uh, hey, my threadcast is up. You rethread it on on behalf of other people if you support them. So if you if you if you see it up there, and the cryptomaniacs, uh, I mean, right now the, the the latest feed is so slow it doesn't really matter. But if that gets faster and you see it, well, rethread that, get it out there so more people can see it. And, and fifteen isn't that big a deal, especially if you, you know, just start commenting back and forth. I mean. It's not a big it's, it's pretty achievable. And I think this yeah. goes back to where, like, 
I'm going to echo what you said about treating this like a business and part of content creation. And I know you said, you know, it's to me, this, this blurs the, the lines because if you are doing content creation in a business mindset, you're treating it as a business. You're planning your week. You're knowing like I, like I'm doing this thing, Leo live tomorrow. I mentioned this yesterday. I'm going to talk about it today. I'm going to get more and more people knowing that every Wednesday I'm going to go live and I'm going to go over basically how to use Leo effectively as a content creator. And I'm going to go through all the features and I'm going to just, you know, Eliana and, and, and Lisa will laugh because they'll know of my, the old streaming shows I used to do in my business. I used to show up four o'clock Eastern each and every day of the week. I'd show up and all I did was sit there and help people grow. I know the first time I do this, I I might get one or two people show up, but you know what? The next week I'm going to do it again. And this is treating it like a business. You have to stick with a, a, a schedule and you stick with it and you plan it and you talk to people about it. You engage with people, more people will know about it. And then it's going to grow. It will catch traction and that's how you build content as a content creator. That's how you build your reputation online is by showing up and sticking to things. If can I jump in and, and yeah. take a different approach? Because and I agree with you with what you just said at the end. To me, that's not building a business. To me, that's building a brand. And I'll give you an example. And basically what you're saying is Django is a brand, which I would agree with. So is Taskmaster. So is anybody who's engaging in this. Mm -hmm. You're a brand. The best example of a brand was Tucker Carlson. And there's a lot of others. But Tucker Carlson was a brand. Tucker Carlson was also a slave because he was a brand. He was not a business. He was a brand. He got a paycheck. Okay, it was a big paycheck, but he got a paycheck from different broadcast companies. He had to show up and he had to keep, as Django says, dancing on camera. And he'd show up every day at the same time and he'd go on the air every day at the same time. And he built his brand, but he was not a business. He did not have a business. He had a brand. When I say build a business, what Tucker Carlson's moving into now is not brand because he's building a production business. He's building a media business. What if you have had that without a personal brand? Well, you are sure you can do that. You can build a business without a brand. No, you but can... like as a content creator, can you build a business out of it without building your personal brand first? Yes. You can build the business first. You can build the production studio. You can build, I mean, there's a lot of tools out there now, but you know, what people are doing is they're on the TikToks, they're on the YouTubes, they're on whatever, and they're building their brand, but it's really not a business. And you take somebody who says, I'm going to build a media empire, I'm going to build a media company, and they start the practice of building a business. Now, what does that entail? Well, that's open, you know, that can go in a thousand different directions. You know, people who are new to business or new to an industry come in with zero reputation and build very successful businesses. So the idea that 
you know, you have to be a brand. And what I'm saying about Tucker Carlson is in 10 years, if he was just a brand, he'd have to still get on camera 10 years from now and put out content to make any money. Depending on how he structures things. And he may be his only on-air talent. I don't know. Or he may be like uh, Patrick, Bat, whatever the hell that guy's name is, who, who started Valuetainment. Yes, he is on one of the main main podcasts that they do. But they also have like eight or ten other podcasts the, of talent. So that company, that, that, that business is not dependent so much on him. So five or 10 years from now, he may not be on camera anymore. He may not be the one engaging in the, these podcasts, or he may, if that's what he wants to do. The point being is he's building a business that have other people involved. And I think there's a clear distinction. Yes, you can come to Hive, you can come to Leo, you can use the tools that are here, doing Web3, Versus the Web2 brand building, which Jongo and I both seem to be in agreement on. And you can help grow your stake. You can grow, grow your brand. And if these platforms take off, you obviously are going to have a lot of money. But if Jongo or I tried to tokenize ourselves, what would we be tokenized? We'd be tokenizing our brand and we would have to keep showing up each and every day, keep doing new content each and every day to keep the money flowing in. And we 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 wouldn't really expand it. It's again going back to that starting over again. Have, have you ever read Robert Kiyosaki, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and stuff? I, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, you know, Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is good stuff, good basic fundamental stuff, but he's a clown. Well, that's that's what he he talks about. He talks about turning yourself if it's either you're an investor or you're a business or you're an employee. And if you're showing up every day, still putting in the work, you're not an investor. You're, you're a, you're an employee. Um, the cash flow quadrant. I think that's what he calls it. Total. I can't remember, you know, it's been 20 years since I read his books. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's another yeah. one. In fact, I put this video up. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those AI generate. I, actually, I don't think it's AI, but it, it's, it's the mafia boss guy on uh, 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 Russian mafia boss guy on, on YouTube. And, and he's like this motivational guy, but you know, he's supposedly, I mean, it's not true, but he's supposedly a Russian mafia dude and he gives advice. And one of the things he said, which is absolutely correct. He said, don't work on making money, work on making business. Business gives you more money. More money does not give you business. And that's exactly, I mean, it's the same premise. It, it's, understanding that if you build the business, the money will come. And if you are showing up and depending upon having to generate the, the money each and every day, it's not an investment. It's not a business. It's a job. Mm. It's a job. And, and that's essentially, you know, that's why I said Chuck Carlson made, I don't know how many millions of dollars a year from, from the different broadcast companies he worked for. But at the end of the day, he was a slave. He was a, a, an employee, he traded his time for money. Okay, he traded his time for a hell of a lot of money, but Man. it was still the same premise. And when he was booted out the door, okay, he had a contract, so I don't know if they paid him or not, but now he's going in a different direction. And this is what the tools allow us to do. So this is why I, I think there's a distinction when I say we need to build businesses. You know, 
that's the distinction. It's not just build a brand. I mean, a brand is wonderful, but you still have to keep showing up. And that's not going to change the platform if we have a thousand people with brands on here. We need a thousand different businesses. And that can go in a multitude of directions. You know, you can build a media empire, you can build an information empire, you can build a music empire, you can build, you know, a gaming empire, you can build whatever it is you're into, um, you know, and, and then deviate off that. And then to get into the commerce, get into the finance, get into the different aspects of that. Uh, wrapping up here, a uh, couple more questions before we uh, take off for the uh, evening. John Timms wants to know, is this the year the Bills wins the Super Bowl? I would just like a, a Chris Berman Super Bowl, so Niners-Bills would be great. Just just, just one before I die. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, do we have a link for show? We did that. Duty, uh, duty, duty. Touched on that. There's one more here that I saw that I wanted to ask you about. Um. Yeah, Atma Love wants to know, uh, do you have any thoughts to share regarding on-chain reputation? Uh, I don't know if on-chain reputation is much different than reputation anywhere. It, it's, it's earned. I mean, reputation is you know, basically derived from, I mean, reputation is the opinion of others based upon your actions. And a lot of times reputation is not accurate, but a lot of times it is. And we can only control what we control. And so, you know, the reputation, just think about this in, in your own circle. Think about people you know, whether they're acquaintances or colleagues or co-workers or friends or whatever, you know, there's always that person who's just a total pain in the ass, you know, no matter what you're doing. Okay. You know, we decided we're going to this restaurant. That person's going to complain about it or that mm -hmm. person's, you know, I'm allergic to that type of food or it's too loud or that co-worker who's bitching about everything and they get this reputation. Then you get other people who have a reputation. Oh, he's easy. Go, he's happy. Go lucky. He's easy. Goes with the flow. You know, the person who doesn't complain, it's like, yeah, whatever you want to do, I don't care. And he, he or she can seem to enjoy him or herself in, in whatever you do. And, and so, you know, I think on chain reputation, <clears throat> we do have the advantage or the disadvantage of having name, uh, you know, usernames tied to us. So, right. you know, Jongo and I have a reputation on, on Han. How that reputation is, I, I don't know if I can speak as to that and how others view us. I don't pay attention to it. I don't worry much about it because I, I can't control it. But I do know that part of that reputation is we're dedicated, we're consistent, we put forth effort, we do activity. So, you know, what? how does that equate to how people on high view us? It's probably, for many people, very favorable. Now, there's each of us, and maybe collect, and, and in combination, we have our detractors. We have people who don't like us. We have people who, you know, think what they do about us and think we should, we everybody be better off if we drop dead. But, you know, it, it's like I put stuff on the blockchain. I mean, is that a reputation? I don't know if that's a reputation, but you can't question my dedication to 
this place. You can't question Jongo's reputation in this place. Where if if anything else, we're not wishy-washy about this when it comes to high. Um, you know, other people, what do they have? I mean, just think about when you see somebody's username. What is it that comes to your mind when you see their username? What is it when you see a thread, when you see a post, when you see them commenting? What comes to mind? It's like, oh, well, this person's a bitcher and complainer because every thread they're bitching and complaining or every post is bitching and complaining and the whales are thieves and the whales don't care. And, you know, they're just negative Nellies and, you know, it, it's pretty evident. Then you get other people who's like, oh, what do you think of when you, the name they call me Dan? What do you think of with Starkers? What do you think of Eddie Spino? What do you think of with uh, Nifty? What do you think of uh, with Cal? I mean, you just keep going out names. What do you think of Block Trades or Horu, uh, Archange? You know, these people have a reputation in between our ears. We have a viewpoint of them. And many of them, and we've never met them. A lot of these people, you don't know who they are in person. Maybe you haven't seen, you don't know what their voice sounds like but you see their online reputation. So I would say it's very important. You want to really take um, effort to cultivate your reputation and you need to present yourself in a manner <clears throat> that aligns with how you want to be seen, I, I would say. And, you know, do you want to be seen as somebody who's dedicated to Hive or to a Leo? Do you want to be seen as somebody who is putting forth all the effort? Do you want to be seen as somebody who's engaging? Do you want to be seen as somebody who uh, uh, is a clown? Do you want to be seen as somebody who's serious? How do you want to be perceived? Do you want people to see you as somebody who is not real dependable? Eh, they show up here once in a while, then they leave. Do you want to be seen as somebody who makes a statement and never follows through? And of course, this applies to all of life. I mean, this is, you know, in our relationships, in our, our careers, in our, our work, you know, are, are you a person where the boss says, I can always count on Django? Or is Django a person where the boss says, I can't give Django any responsibility because he never follows through. He always has excuses. He, he doesn't get the job done. He, he, he calls in sick twice a week, whatever the case may be. Um, and in the digital world, since this is all we have to go on is your username and what we see on chain. Now, if you're somebody who does spaces, if you're somebody who does videos like John Go and I do with a, a show, okay, that's a, another layer that's adding or detracting from, I mean, it's added to your reputation. You know, the question is, does it align with what you're trying to put out there? Mm -hmm. um, does it align with your personality? Uh you know, I am not very delicate at times. I'm not very diplomatic. I'm rough around the edges. I'm very frank. I'm very forthright. Uh, my videos that I do are not technically advanced, technologically advanced. They're not full of graphics and, and all kinds of stuff inserted. That's my videos. My videos are for the message. Other people, they do wonderful graphics and wonderful videography and cinematography and all that stuff. And that's what they're known for. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they're not better than me and I'm not better than them. It's just a difference. And so you have people who create these wonderful videos or these wonderful infographics that they insert or these wonderful graphics and images that they insert. That's their forte. 
Uh, so again, it, it's find your niche and fill it in the way you want people to perceive. And, and it starts with a level of expertise. You'll notice I don't talk about geography, Jungle. You notice I don't talk about technical stuff. You notice I don't talk about space. You notice I don't talk about England. You notice I don't talk a lot about cars or history. I don't know a lot about this stuff. That's not my area of expertise. So I don't go in there and pretend I know something that I don't. It's like, no, man, I got no clue. But if you're into one of those areas, have at it. Become the expert. You know, it was like Brian of London. He became the, the lightning expert of high because he got in there, he started messing around with it. And he was the guy above block trades and other developers on 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 Hive who knew about lightning and mm. he was the guy to go to. And when people talk, if Brian talked about lightning, people listened. Uh, we all have areas like that. I don't care where it is. Um, and put that stuff on chain. So if your knowledge is the Buffalo bills, the history of the Buffalo bills, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, Marv Levy, all these people all the way back to OJ, put it on chain, get it out there. It, that's that's information that other people have an interest in. I can't tell you about the Buffalo Bills to, with any degree of knowledge. So, you know, these are all things that, you know, people say, well, you know, I, I don't know much. Everybody knows about something. And if you know about the EPL, put it up there, get it out there, become a person to go to on that particular subject and, and let your personality flow through. And as more people come in, and this is going into the branding thing, now all of a sudden you're you're part of that community when the community forms around you because, hey, man, don't ask me about the EPL. Go to this person. Oh, Buffalo Bills, talk to Jungo. He knows all about mm -hmm. them. You like them. You, you and Jungo will get along great. Uh, so I think that's really where people need to focus. And, and again, that business mindset of, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do here, but let me at least think about this a little bit more than just posting some, some stuff on here. Mm. There you go. That's it, man. 2024 first episode. Um, I'm going to go and watch free chain, which is the, uh, the documentary on hive. Uh, Lord Butterfly uh, produced this thing this last year, and and he's trying to get it into some film festivals and stuff. It is out there. I know I'm not sure exactly. I can't remember what it is. Uh, the plat. Well, it's on Vimeo um, because you, it's there's got a paywall or something up for it. But uh, check out Lord Butterfly. Uh, I'm sure he blogged about it as well. He put it on Twitter, and Nifty shared it on Threads, and. Um, I will give you guys my review of it on Thursday. There you go. Free chain. Looking Once forward again, to this. Again, light yeah. it up. Get it light on it chain. Up. I yep. mean, it's it's uh, you know, free chain is if if it's a movie that's out there, it's not going to go away. Yep. Love it, guys. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us. Lots of great comments on threads course on Jim uh, there was uh, tokenized <laughs> tokenized was on Vim appreciate you man and uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us we will see you on Thursday for uh, 
I don't even know. Episode, like, I think 280 will be on Thursday. Keep showing up, folks. Keep showing up. Doodle. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 